Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Alex Martinez. Thanks for being on the show, Alex. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, pleased to have you on the show. We haven't had too many guests or that have talked about what you're an expert in. I mean, this is something that anybody in the syndication business or apartment industry needs to know. And so if we want to save some money here, you need to listen to this to this episode of Alex. And a little about Alex. He is an expert in maintenance and operations in apartments uh, with more than 12 years of experience in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Recently started his own company and now works on approximately 3,500 units, providing valuable services such as maintenance, deferred maintenance, occupancy marketing, inspections, and more. So Alex, give us a little more about you know this, what your operations are about and, and what you do a little bit. And let's dive into this, the subject of maintenance and these different things that you're an expert in. Sure. You know, it's very important to know about maintenance. Many people don't know, but maintenance, it will make the difference between being successful or not. You know, the money that you spend, the money that you use is very important. For example, some people may go overboard and spend more than they need to. And at the end of the day, they uh, damage their cash flow. The NOI is really high. They end up with no money. And they're just expecting to you know, receive some loan or going back to the investors and ask them for more money because they're, they need you know, money to increase the occupancy because the occupancy is going down. They use all the money that they're supposed to be used on the first 12 months. They, use, they end up using it in the first three months. That's what I get in. You know, I I'm an expert on on maintenance. I come from the very bottom. I came from you know fixing uh, the stuff with my hands. So I know how things supposed to be fixed. I know when something needs to be done and when something not. For example, if you don't have much knowledge about maintenance and you ask an HVAC about a chiller, you know I need uh, to repair the chiller. They will tell you what they want, and you might believe it because you don't know. You know, you don't know if that needs to be replaced or not. Uh, you don't know if the roof needs to be fixed or each needs to be replaced. There's so many things. So that's what I get in. I'm going to be helping you save money. I'm going to be helping you on make sure that the operations of the apartments run smooth and you don't run into big expenses. You don't run into wasting money that you don't need to. And it's saving you a lot of money and saving you a lot of headaches. I was working on a, on a company where they manage class C and D properties, and I was in charge of overseeing all the maintenance department on all those 175 properties. Some of them were not in the best condition. Some of them were okay, and never, never had an, an issue, you know, bigger than, than I handle. Wow. So there was a quote that you made, or I'm going to quote you. Said you said maintenance can be the difference in being successful or not. And I just think it's you know it, you know we don't think about maintenance probably as often as as we should. And when I say that, mm-hmm. I mean being proactive. You know, it's usually oh this is broke, <laughs> you know, let's, uh-huh. let's rush and fix it, right? And I think there's probably ways that we can be proactive and and knowing that things are going to break or mm-hmm. knowing kind of their life expectancy to some extent. But then you also mentioned you know using groups that use all their money in the first three months mm-hmm. they were planning 
training for 12 months. And I've heard that numerous times where people get in trouble by doing that, you know, or that that system that fails, the bowler goes out and they they weren't expecting that right away, you know. And so now they've had to use all this capital that, that they thought was going to get them through 12 months in the first three months, just like you said. And that's that's a bad feeling right there, just thinking about it, <laughs> you know? You know, I'd love for you to talk to us a little bit about just some things on the maintenance side where we can save some money. You know, I know lots of groups are that, you know, if we have a 150 unit complex or more, we're, you know, we're going to have somebody full-time on maintenance, but maybe some ways that, that you know of that people are spending too much money on maintenance. Yeah, so for example, the turnovers. Uh, it's very important that you know the market survey, uh, you do a market survey, you know the market rent around the area that you are located. Very important that you know what the other properties are doing. Some people just tend to think because they do granite, they do quartz, they do something out of the ordinary, they're gonna be able to get the rents that they want, but it's not the case. You might be overspending the you know the budget when you can do something little. You have to make sure that you know the socioeconomics about the area. If uh, you're in an area that is mostly housing and you know people don't have much money, they don't get you know, a lot on a yearly basis, you're not going to be able to get the rent that you want. So you have to be aware of that, number one. Number two, you have to make sure what you want. You want to go overboard and do something really nice? Well, just keep in mind that it's not your house. It's a business. You have to be able to get all the money that you're putting in. You have to be able to get the money. So you have to make a livable, decent uh, place for people to get in and make a profit out of it. At the end of the day, that's, that's what we want. That's why you're doing the apartments to get a profit. So that's the number two. And number three, you have to make sure and see how much money you can spend. You have to see what's your cash flow on a monthly basis, how much money you're going to be putting out of pocket or set up a forecast for, for those turnovers or how much money you want to use. If you wanted everything coming from the operating, well, you need to know how much money you have. Some people tend to just get excited and start spending money and, you know, and, and doing improvements. And at the end of the day, many of the things that you do on the properties, they're going to be invoiced, which means that you don't pay them right away. But in two or three months, you're going to end up with a debt that you don't want. And you're going to be carrying that on. And then it can be liens. It can be more issues. And it can be built on a reputation that people are going to say, well, you know, that, that owner, that property, that management don't pay. So they're going to call you to do make ready. They're going to call you to do repairs and they're not going to pay you. So it's very important to know and have someone that knows. In this case, me helping you manage all those repairs. Number two, the fair maintenance. Very important that what you want to do. For example, you just acquire a property and you have on your loan lender requirements for that property. So you have to know how much money you have because, you know, the lender works in two times, two ways. I'm sorry. One is uh, they give you the money back that you already spent or they can give you a two-party check to spend the money on the areas that you want to you wanna fix. So you have to know. Also, you have to know what stages are you going to be doing those repairs. If you have roof, if you have parking, and if you have, I don't know, amenities such, such as pergola, laundry, etc., you need to know that you need to do first the very important, which is roof. You cannot fix the laundry. People are not going to be happy if you fix the laundry and they have a leak on the roof. So you have to know what you're going to spend. And the biggest of those items is going to be the roof. It's going to be the most expensive. You need to have someone that can walk you through and, you know, get you the best deal, the best price, and go even below of uh, what the lender is giving you. That way you can save money and spend the money where you need to spend the money and stuff that can give you money back. 
you can put a you know a pergola, a nice pergola with uh, grills and so many things really nice, really fancy, making the property really really shiny and nice. But you're not gonna be getting any money out of it. So you need to put the money where you're gonna be getting money, because money make money, and that's where I come from. Yeah. So so yeah, you gotta put the money where it matters, right? Exactly. So where, you know, I guess, where are the mistakes that you've seen people make as far as, I know, like if they put granite in when really they, they probably should have put in something much cheaper, but what are some other, other things that people do as far as spending too much money in places that they probably didn't have to? Can I give you an example? Yes. It was like a year ago where I uh, met these new owners. They were uh, fairly new in the apartment industry and they just bought a property, classy property, not a so dense populated area. It was, you know, small city. And they were saying, well, we, we want to do this, we want to do that, we want to do this, we want to do that, we want to fix this. And then I asked them, how much money do you have? And they told me, yeah, $300,000. I thought, well, that's not going to be enough for everything you want to do. Why don't you start with, uh, you know, first of all, analyzing the property. I knew the property. So start with the sewer. You know, that's a big item. And after that, uh, go to the roof. And when you fix that, then go to the occupancy. Because that property was on a... I think it was on 80% occupancy. So once you fix those two items and go to make readies, increase occupancy, then you're going to get cash flow. Then you're going to get some money. And out of the operations, you're going to be able to get some money plus whatever you have forecast and, you know, with the investor or whatever to do more repairs, to go, you know, above and make the property really pretty. But first of all, you have to start with the needs of the property. So that's one of the mistakes. Some owners, some investors, some uh, people that buy properties, they tend to get really excited about, you know, the potential, the future, the money that they can make, but they don't see the reality of the property. You have to know what you're standing. You have to know what you have in order to know where you're going. If you don't know where you are, that's going to be really difficult to go where you're going to go. Yeah. So yeah, you got to know where this money's going, what's planned for it. And I could see, I could see that happening as well. Mm -hmm. The 300,000, that seems like so much money. It is a lot of money. I mean, it's so much, but you know, you're talking about a $30 million property. Yeah. $300,000 is not going to go very far putting on a roof or doing the driveway or replacing units. I mean, it's gone in a hurry, you know, really fast. And so, you know, maybe you can elaborate a little more. You went through it a little bit there, but just going through the process of maybe things that we need to keep in mind that are most important, you know, like, okay, you know, like if we're rehabbing a property and we're thinking about, you know, on the maintenance side, right. Uh, you know, we're thinking about maybe some things that we should start with first to make sure, okay, these systems are in place or the roof or the exterior or, you know, the driveway. What are some things as far as deferred maintenance that we should be thinking about the order of replacing or repairing these things? Well, the first things that you have to be aware is roof, sewer, water leaks, and uh, make readies. <laughs> Those are the four things that you have to tackle right away. You want to keep the tenants happy. You want to let them know that, you know, you're taking care of them. And that's the main thing. Like I said, you know, you can spend money on a new office and make the office really nice and spend, you know, 14000 on an office. But uh, if you're not taking care of your tenants, that doesn't really matter. The fair maintenance, the necessary uh, roof, sewer, make readies, and any work order, you know, water leaks. That's the first thing that you have to do. Once you do that, even if you don't invest a lot of money on the property, your occupancy is going to go up because people are seeing that you're taking care of the property, that you're taking care of them. That's the first thing. That's very, very important. Once you have that, then you can start, you know, with the little amenities. Laundry, that's not much of a money income to you, but it's a necessity of the people. Number two, common areas. Get in the pool, fix the pool, make the pool look a little bit nice. Some grills, some pergolas, 
just some stuff that can make them, you know, have some leisure time and enjoy the property. Okay. So, I mean, sounds like, you know, some bigger things there like roof and sewer. We got to have those things, right? Exactly. We got to yes. make sure those are, are good. And then you said make readies and, and we, we say that term on the show sometimes, but what, what does that mean exactly for the listener that hasn't heard that term before? Yeah, normally make ready says a turnover. Uh, when apartment get vacant, you want to fix it as quick, as uh, soon as possible, and as cheap as possible. Get more rent or get the same rent. So very important. What are the items that people are gonna see? Two town paint, flooring, and a nice resurfacing with the nice features. And you don't need to spend more than that. Maybe some backsplash on the on the kitchen. You know, it's gonna be around three hundred, four hundred dollars on the kitchen, and you make the kitchen look really nice. Some uh, faucet, a nice faucet, a less than $100 faucet, some ceiling fans, brush nickel, and some hardware. On all that, plus the flooring, you spend less than $3,000 or around $3,000 per unit. And with that, if you don't have, you know, much of that on the area, you can increase the rent too. You can maybe go $100, $200 more. And by the 6 or 12 months, you get all the money back and you increase the value of the property. Not much, you know, not rocket science. Don't go and do quartz. Don't go and do, I don't know, I heard this a lot, smart thermostats and some other stuff that is not going to bring any value to the property. It's not going to bring any value to you. It's going to make you spend more money. Or some people even think that they want to do a washer and dryer. You know, you spend money on that. You spend money on maintenance that you don't need to. And people are not looking for that. If you have a unit that has a washer and dryer connection, just let them have their own or look for those uh, leasing companies that can give you a deal and don't spend money on that. And you make that tenant happy and you save money. So what is the the best process for processing work orders, you know, that you've seen or that you like to see? So tenants, you know, this process, or they understand also the process of submitting a work order. And then we know that we're completing that item or fixing it as soon as possible. Well, the best thing, the best way to do that and take care of the work orders it's number one, check in the system. Make sure that your property staff is putting them in the system. Because many of the times, a manager, a leasing or whatever, they don't put the work orders on the system. So you don't know. They might tell you that the tenants are really happy, there is no work orders, everything is nice. But at the end of the day, that's not the case. It's kind of difficult. I mean, you as an owner don't have a way to know about what the management company is telling you or what the property manager is telling you. So it's a really difficult one. The best way is going to be checking the system. If you see some work orders that have more than three or four weeks old and you don't see any new ones and check the work orders are being closed, if you don't see any new one being closed or you don't... Normally, let's say like a 100 unit complex should have at least five to eight work orders daily, which means that at least eight five to eight needs to be closed on a daily basis on the system. If you don't see that, mm, something that you need to you know, look into it with your property manager or your uh, management company. Okay. So that's a good metric you know, that maybe we should be tracking is you know, how many work orders are being submitted on a daily basis. And then we can watch you know, how, if that increases or decreases and figure out what, what's causing that. And so mm-hmm. what about maintenance crew you know, or employees versus, you know, or compared to how many units a property is, you know, what do you see as normally as a good fit, like one full-time maintenance staff per how many units, or how do you normally like to see that operate? Well, it depends of uh, what kind of property you have. If you have a class A, class B, class C, sure. you know, it changed the game. Normally in a class C, B properties is recommended one maintenance every 80 units. 
And once you go the occupancy down, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to add extra people. Don't be afraid to add, you know, vendors because it's going to hurt you more saving those pennies and you're going to be wasting dollars. You know, don't be afraid of spending a penny when you can earn dollars. Yeah. So tell me about the, the marketing side of your business and, and what that looks like. I know you mentioned that a couple of times and helping you know, increasing the occupancy. And w- what does that look like? You know, staying that for work for now. I'm going on the media, on a TV, radio, newspaper, uh, even phone ads. I'm investing a lot of money on marketing. That way I can locate and target the people that I want on each property. I have a map of properties around the area and I have two uh, dedicated numbers just for that. So any people that call those numbers, it's going to be just for marketing. And then I speak to them and I send them to the whatever property is near. And the way that we do, we are not just locators. We go and talk to the property manager and make sure that they know that we're going to be sending someone and say, uh, you know, Miss Mary, tomorrow at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., you know, this person is going to be to your property. She's looking for a one-bedroom, two-bedroom, three-bedroom. Make sure to be there and make sure to help them out. I'm sending them there. So later on that same day, I call again the same person and say, hey, do you go? Do you find everything fine? Do you have any issues? Because, you know, after you find a person, it's really hard to, you know, not be able to get a unit because the manager was not in a good mood. The leasing agent was not there or the leasing agent was busy. So the person left and you don't get that person back. So it's very important to be after them. So we personalize the attention to every single one because we don't just want them. We want them, their friends, their siblings, their family, and everybody that can lease an apartment. We want them all. That's nice. So you're personalizing that. Uh, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So Alex, you know, tell me though, what's been the hardest part of the of the the maintenance process for for you? To be honest, it's really easy. I enjoy it. It'd be hard for me to think about something hard that make me you know have a hard time. Because I love what I do, and it's really easy. Like I said, it's not rocket science. If I have to say something, I will be saying sometimes is the stubbornness of sometimes the owner that they don't want me to help him. I'm helping. I'm helping you. Sometimes they don't. They against for me to help them. You know, like uh, when you want to save someone money, say no, I want to spend the money. No, no, but I want to save it. No, 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 I want to spend it because I already think I'm t- on spending that money. That and also sometimes on-site stuff. Most of the people don't enjoy what they do. And they're just there to get a paycheck, you know, the eight hours, get a check every two weeks. So they don't go above and beyond like I do or my team does. So that's one of the issues if I have to say an issue. Yeah. So I think you probably you hit the nail on the head of those good answer. I'm sure it's the stubbornness of the owners or the operator that you're having to work with. And so tell me, though, what's a way that you have you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours? To me, it's very important customer service. Number two is care, you know, care. That's not nothing else. It's just care of what you do. Uh, you know, be mindful of others. Think uh, of, you know, the client's money if it's yours. Think of that client's property. It's your property. It's your money. It's not that he's losing money. It's that it's your money too. To me, it's very important to make sure that you're successful because if you're, if I'm doing something for you and you're my client, it's very important to me that you're successful because that's a reputation that I want to build and that's a marketing that I can buy. You know, when you talk about me to someone that is a potential client, it's something that I can buy, something that I can purchase because I help you out and you're helping me out now. So, Alex, what would you say is the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Knowledge about, you know, maintenance, knowledge about operating, knowledge about this market. Because it's not, like I said, it's not rocket science. It's really simple. It's really simple. So it's not, 
It's not like, you know, I'm inventing the wheel. You just need to care. You just need to do it. That's simple. Sometimes things don't get done because people don't want to do them. That's the truth. So if you really focus yourself on doing them, you get it done. That's it. It's about being disciplined, isn't it? And knowing what needs to be done. Ultimately, all of us don't have the knowledge that you have, you know, to understand, you know, the maintenance side like you do. And so, you know, there may be deferred maintenance at times that, that we didn't even realize. But, you know, hopefully somebody on the team, you know, or we hire somebody like yourself that, that doesn't know those things. And that's what's going to happen. You know, in this business, it is such a team game. You know, like I, I, there's no way I can know everything about the entire process or, or how, you know, apartment facility and, you know, every detail of the AC unit versus, you know, the roof and all this stuff. But that's why we're going to hire people like yourself and have a, a team of experts, right? Anyway, you know, tell me, though, how you like to give back. You can call me. You can go to Real Advice AMGM. T.com or my cell phone number 469-688-1553. Also, my email is alex at realadviceamgmt.com, like management. Awesome, Alex. Thank you very much. Thank you. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.